Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. You probably think you know fairy tales. Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood. You probably think that they're cute and boring. But the real stories aren't cute and boring at all. The grim fairy tales were weird and sometimes gross and often scary. And in the podcast Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, you can listen along with a group of other kids as I tell them those tales. The episodes are sometimes grim, sometimes grimmer, and sometimes grimmest. But no matter how creepy it gets, we'll always have a great time guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and discussing what these tales mean to us. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now, wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes. Hello again, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the absolute most, and keeper of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is yet again another chilling tale. This Stone Cold Tales Story Club members will take you to new heights. It's one I call Wings of Stone. Derek and Robbie jogged over to the old building. The fat moon in the October night sky made their scampering shadows appear long and jagged on the empty city street, just like a couple of giant blackbirds. Let's tag it, Robbie pointed. There. The old Odd Fellows building that was scheduled for demolition loomed in front of them. Community members had tried to fight the city and declare the spooky old brick building a historic landmark, but they were too late. It was one of the oldest structures in town, built more than 150 years ago. Along the top edge, there were three concrete gargoyles that peered down. They always creeped Derek out when he was a kid. Looking up at them now, the winged stone guardians of the building sent a prickle down the back of Derek's neck, something he hadn't felt since he was five years old. Robbie handed him a can of yellow spray paint from his backpack. Go up there and paint, he chuckled. It'll be the ultimate tag. I don't want to. It's a dare, dude. You have to accept a dare tag. We're a team, remember? Or what? Robbie pointed to the spray can in Derek's hand. Or you're as yellow as that paint you've got there. Then he slugged his friend's shoulder. A Kentucky Fried Chicken, too. I'm not going alone, Derek said. Robbie cracked a smile. So you are scared, then. Are you? Within 10 minutes, they were up on the roof of the building, peering down at all the lights of the town. The autumn wind seemed to bite and claw colder up there. They'd crept through a broken window in the back. The old elevator was broken, but the stairs worked. Robbie had a little pen light in his pack, and they were like a couple of spelunkers tripping around in some dusty old cave. The building was even creepier on the inside. The darkness seemed to choke them as they climbed the stairs, trying to suck the breath right out of them. 
Robbie passed Derek the yellow spray can and pointed to the winged demon perched on the edge of the roof. Time to give Flyboy a new coat of paint, he said. I've been thinking about this, and we shouldn't do it. I have a really bad feeling about this. What difference does it make? The place is going to be pulverized into rubble in a week or two anyway. Till then, people around town can admire your handiwork, Van Gogh. So the two went to work. Derek leaned over the winged concrete beasts and sprayed their eyes yellow. It made the snarling monsters look even more scary. Robbie was spraying squiggles all over the cornices and red on the ledge. The stench of aerosol paint burned in Derek's nostrils. He wanted the cool wind to send the smell of their crime adrift. Something slapped Derek on the back. He screamed. Our work here is done, Da Vinci, Robbie said. Let's make ourselves history. As they climbed out of the window and stalked around to the front of the antique building, Robbie raised his hand for a high five. I did it, he said. Best dare tag ever. Derek wanted to share Robbie's enthusiasm, but his stomach was tied up in knots. Something seemed wrong. What's your major malfunction, dude? Robbie said. Then he pointed up to the top of the old building. Time to admire your handiwork. Derek's gaze followed his friend's extended finger upward. He gasped. Yes, the squiggles that Robbie painted in red clung to the edge of the building like crimson spiders. But the yellow paint Derek had sprayed the gargoyles with wasn't. In fact, there weren't any gargoyles. A heavy flapping sound above their heads beat at the night air. A bat-shaped shadow, like some angry angel of death, swooped over them, projected by the silver spotlight of moon. Then, Derek saw the originator of that shadow, and not just one. The three gargoyles flew in what appeared to be an attack formation. The lemon-yellow eyes Derek had painted on them all glowed bright, making them appear as if they'd escaped from somebody's worst nightmare. Derek had heard Robbie scream many times, most often when he beat him at a video game. But he'd never heard him scream like that in terror. He'd never heard anyone scream like that in terror, not even in scary movies. His heart in his throat, Derek's sneakers slapped the concrete as he dashed down the middle of the street. Forget about Robbie. This was time for self-preservation. Derek tried to duck into an alley, but one of the eight-foot-high gargoyles swooped down and barred his path. He smelled the weathered concrete and aerosol spray coming off its wings in the wind. Derek took off running the other way. Robbie was heading for the friendly white light of a 7-Eleven. Derek started to follow, but then a gargoyle grabbed his shoulders and yanked him off the street. Derek felt its gigantic talons digging into his skin as he furiously bicycled his legs in the air. All his thrashing made no difference. Derek could only watch helplessly as the town below him grew smaller and smaller. He was being whisked away, up and up by the dark flapping gargoyle. We're a team, remember? Derek shouted down as Robbie, who now looked about the size of a toy soldier, looked back at him silently stunned in horror. And then, like a red-tailed hawk might nosedive down and pounce on a rabbit, one of the graffitied gargoyles snatched Robbie and took him airborne too. Derek tried again to grab at the stone talons that held him firm, desperately attempting to break free. It wasn't such a great idea considering he was about 250 feet off the ground, but at this point, falling still seemed like his best chance at survival. It was no use though. 
Trying to pry the arresting concrete claws loose was about as effective as punching a brick wall. In the glowing moonlight, Derek could see the gargoyle with the flailing Robbie shrink smaller and smaller as it sped toward the dark mountain range on the horizon. The higher the gargoyle climbed, the smaller the town became and the more like the city lights resembled stars. Derek screamed at the top of his lungs, but knew it was useless. Nobody could help him. And then he felt something. It felt like the stone talons had shifted and maybe, just maybe, loosened their grip. Derek held his breath and braced himself for a plunge, or something worse. How's that for some high-rise fun, devoted listeners? Maybe Derek landed safely in a lake, or did the stone guardians of the old building whisk him away to their dark mountain lair and tell him and Robbie that it's not nice to destroy other people's property? Either way, I think Derek learned his lesson about folding to peer pressure. As they say, with friends like Robbie, who needs enemies, right? Now, I think I'm gonna paint my nails. I prefer gothic purple. <laughs> and apparently, you all are digging my wicked style preferences too, because our R.L. Stein Story Club t-shirts and hoodies are flying from the Go Kid Co. shop and away to your home so fast that even the gargoyles can't keep up with the delivery requests. Seriously though, thanks so much for supporting me by shopping at gokidgo.com and being a proud Story Club member. There is no other group of people I'd rather go monster hunting with. Hanging out together is a big time adrenaline rush, but don't forget that there are loads of stories on the Go Kid Go network for those moments when you don't want to be looking over your shoulder. Like Bobby Wonder, about a 10-year-old alien who has to protect the town of Pflugerville from villainous Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Kapow. Oh, and of course Martha and Waffle being totally hilarious nitwits in the underground world of Fluesville. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or Fluesville wherever you get your podcasts and you'll find your way to a great time. Join me back here tomorrow for another eerie episode, because every R.L. Stein Story Club member deserves a little scare every day. Ivy out! Go Kid Go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.